Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 57. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together this podcast to answer a question that somebody is wrestling with or somebody has been asked and they really want to know an answer for it. And so as always, we come together and try to look at the scriptures to come to some sort of conclusion that will give you some things to think about and maybe affect some change in your life and affect some change in the lives of others. So today we're going to look at a question that kind of comes out of last week's question. Last week we looked at the question about carnal Christians and and we kind of ended it with what to do about that and the issue was confronting them. This week we're going to talk about why somebody really can't stay a cardinal Christian for a long time, and it really leads into our question that we're going to deal with, and it has to do with how God deals with us when we're living in a state of sin. And so the question that we're going to look at today is, does God punish believers? Does God punish believers? Now, you would think that this would be just a really simple answer, and people would really understand the reality of what the scripture teaches, but you might be shocked and surprised that a lot of people have some really unusual thinking concerning the whole concept of God and how he deals with believers, his children. And so a lot of that comes out of their misconceptions about who God is and their misconceptions about salvation and the issue of forgiveness. So let's talk about that first of all. A lot of people can get into a mindset where they really believe that God loves them, cares for him, so therefore, when he forgives them, that's it. He just gives them a blanket forgiveness for everything that they're, they've done and everything that they're doing now. In fact, the concept of the thinking that God would actually punish them it's kind of hard for them to grasp because they think, well, you know, if God's forgiven me, he's removed my sin from me, they really can't grasp the reality that God might punish them for their sin. Well, the reality is, is that if you look at the scripture, you begin to realize that, you know what, there are several levels here of how God deals with us concerning our sin. What do you mean by levels, George? Well, first of all, you and I have to deal with the fact that sin always results in some sort of destruction. What do you mean by that, George? Well, the reality is is that when you and I sin, we have to face the consequences of that sin. So when you look at what the Apostle Peter says... In verse 15 of chapter 4, 1 Peter, he's talking about the issue of suffering, and he's telling them about the suffering that they'll endure as a Christian, but he also tells them, don't let any of you, let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, as a busybody in other people's matters. He's saying, don't suffer, don't go through the consequences of your sinful 
behavior. So that's the first level. The first level of how God deals with it is about our sin in our lives is as he allows us to go through the consequences of sin. So let me just go ahead and say this. Yes, there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. Yes, he forgives all sin, but God does not remove consequences. But consequences aren't necessarily a punishment. They're just an outcome of what we do wrong. There are some scriptures that tell us, though, that God does punish us. So now we're going to talk about the next level of how God deals with us concerning our sin. And that is where he directly deals with us, punishes us concerning our sin. You say, well, wait a minute, George, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I'm going to take you to two different passages. We're going to look at both of them, and then we're going to come to some conclusions here about the whole issue of God dealing with us by punishing us concerning our sin. The first one is found in Hebrews chapter 12. Look at what he says here. Notice verse 3. He starts off with the gospel. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. You have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son who he receives. If you endure the chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which we have all become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Okay, so let's stop. Let's talk about what he's saying here. First of all, verse 3, he's going to take us back to the gospel. He's trying to remind us that our sin, the sin that we have committed, put Jesus on the cross. And that should be an encouragement for us to go on. Verse 4, he talks, though, to them, to the people he's writing to, and to you and I, and says, but you and I haven't given full effort against struggling against the sin in our lives, not to the point of bloodshed. In fact, he says that we've forgotten what the Scripture says. What do you mean, forgotten what the Scripture says? Well, he quotes from the Old Testament to point out to us that As children of the Lord, we are going to have the chastening of the Lord. What do you mean? In fact, you and I are not to despise the chastening or the discipline of the Lord. Why does that take place? Well, because we are his children. And just like a father would correct his son or daughter when they're doing wrong, the heavenly father corrects his children when they're doing wrong in order to bring them to where they need to be in their relationship with Christ. And he goes a little bit further and says that if you're a child of God, you're going to endure chastening in your life when you do wrong. But if you don't go through any type of chastening, if you don't have chastening in your life, if God is not disciplining you in your life because of the things that you do wrong, then that actually points out that you really are not a partaker of salvation. You have not been saved, but rather you are illegitimate and not a son of God. So the discipline of God, the writer of Hebrews is saying here, actually shows 
that we belong to God and that we are his children and God is going to discipline us like an earthly father would correct their sons and daughters when they do wrong. The next passage I want to take us to is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It's the passage concerning the Lord's Supper. And Paul gives a warning to the Corinthian believers there and to you and I about not partaking or not participating in communion or the Lord's Supper in really a flippant way, in a nonchalant way, in a way that is not focused on the reality of what is being represented there, which is salvation. So notice what he says here. Look at verse 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For whoever eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. Okay, so what's he talking about here? He's saying, when you and I come to communion, it's a time for self-examination. We need to examine our lives. Where are we at in our relationship with Jesus? Are there sins that have not been dealt with? And if we partake in the table, if we partake in the symbols of the the bread, which represents the body, and the cup, which represents the blood, and we partake in that time in an unworthy manner, not dealing with our sin, not seeking forgiveness, then what we're doing is we are inviting God to judge us. What do you mean judge us? Is he going to send us to hell? No, no, he's not talking about a judge, the final judgment here. He's talking about his judgment of us as a father would judge his children concerning something that they have done wrong. And so therefore, he chastens them. What is that? He disciplines them. So this is why he's calling us to judge ourselves, deal with sin ourselves, so that God doesn't have to chasten us. And the reason why, and he comes right out and says it right here in this passage, the reason why God chastens us, punishes us concerning the stuff that we do wrong, the sins that we do. The reason why he punishes believers is because we have not been condemned with this world, and the condemnation of this world is hell. God disciplines us now, because later we won't face a judgment. But his discipline of us now is for our sake so that we become more like Christ and our character is molded in the image of Jesus. So here's the implications, and I think it's really something that you and I need to think about, because here's the facts. We don't really take our sin seriously. We don't get serious about our sin. And because we don't get serious about our sin and we don't get serious about the fact that God may discipline us, we don't do anything about it. So here's the implications. Number one, you and I need to get serious about our sin. God is going to deal with us about our sin. He's just not going to let us go and do our own thing. But because he loves us, he's going to get serious about the sin in our lives. So therefore, we need to get serious about the sin in our lives. In fact, if there is no chasing, you need to start asking yourself some hard questions. Do I really trust in Jesus Christ for my salvation? Am I really saved? Because if I'm not undergoing some chastening for the stuff that I'm doing wrong, the sins that I'm committing, then there's a question about whether or not you truly know Jesus Christ. Here is the second implication. You need to look at what you're going through and possibly look at it not as an attack of the enemy. I hear that 
all the time from people. Oh, the, the, the devil's really after me. Oh, the devil's really after me. Folks, it may not be that Satan is after you. Rather, it may be that God is chastening you, trying to get your attention. So you need to pay attention to what's going on in your life. And what I would do if I'm going through something, rather than blaming it on the devil, is I would be asking in prayer, God, are you trying to get my attention about something? Am I doing something that's displeasing to you? And trust me, if you sincerely pray that and ask God, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you the things that you need to deal with. You're not going to need to worry about that for a long time. He'll show you what you're doing wrong. He'll show you what needs to change. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And so what we do each week is answer your questions here. You say, George, I have a question. How do I get that to you? Well, there are several ways that you can get that to us. If you attend the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, I would just encourage you to take a piece of paper, write a question down, and get that to me. You can throw it in the offering plate, you can hand it to me, or you can talk to me directly about it. And we'll try to answer it here on the podcast. If you don't attend the Kerwinsville Christian Church, and by the way, if you're looking for a church and you live in the Kerwinsville Clearfield area, we would encourage you to come to our service. We are located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, PA, and our service starts at 1045. You are more than welcome to come and learn about Jesus Christ with us. You can contact us through Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. We encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with what's happening with the podcast. But we would also say, if you have a question, go ahead and write on our wall with your question, or you can personal message us directly through that Facebook page, and we'll get your question. You can also go to our website, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page, and you'll be able to contact us there with the question you have. Next week, we're going to look at a question, and it has to do with the issue of you and your Bible. And this is a question from somebody who is wanting to read their Bible, but they don't know where to begin. So next week, we're going to look at a very practical question and give you some thoughts about what maybe you should do. Where do I start reading my Bible? Where do I start reading my Bible? Until next week, take care.